0: Welcome everybody, Um, my name is Daniel, your host
1: And I'm Jose, your other host
0: Today's episode, uh, we're going to talk a little bit on, kind of like fitness You know, it's uh, getting close to the end of the uh, first month of the year And everybody's got those fitness goals, everybody wants to get in shape You know, new year, new me, new body Um, So we have our catch potato today, Harrison He's uh, uh, kind of a power power lifter (laughs) And a uh, personal trainer uh, so we're gonna bring you guys uh, some other topics as well, and um, uh, stay tuned for that.
1: Yeah, so Harrison here, our uh, couch potato, he's actually a close friend of mine, and um, won't you uh, tell us how, uh, tell everyone how we met?
2: Oh God, this is an anatomy class. Uh, Anatomy AMP1 and I was just sitting there wanting to be left alone and Jose walks up out of nowhere and just goes what's your name? Oh man. Hi. We were in kindergarten or something. I just sit like right next to him and I'm like what's up man? It's like you really did. Like, there's so many empty seats all around. And he just comes
0: Good thing you weren't in the bathroom because then he'd pull up right next to you and the <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: there are so many empty seats.
2: It was perfect cuz I probably oh, died without Jose being there to die with me. Yeah. It was it was really it was odd, but it paid off. Yeah, we we both died a little that that semester. Yeah, Chris. <laughs>
1: Chris,
2: Oh, man. We yeah. had this anatomy teacher who was literally an MMA fighter at the <laughs> <What>? same time.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what?
2: <laughs> he, Side hustle or what? <laughs> we, we found him on Facebook one day, and he had his, his black belt, his jiu thing, and a couple pictures of him in a ring. And he brought that intensity to anatomy. Yeah. Which was not cool.
1: Apparently, mm-hmm. he's a pretty well-known grappler or something like that. Yes. And we had no idea until we decided to look him up on the internet.
2: And then we noticed that his ears had the screwed up, you know, the cauliflower ears. Yeah,
1: yeah. He had nasty cauliflower ears. Yeah. I did not like him. <laughs> you and him should have been, like, best yeah. friends or something. We would have been now. <laughs> now, Yeah.
2: So, um, wait, what year was that you guys met? 2015. Oh, okay, yeah, oh wow,
1: 2015. it's been a minute, right? It's been a long yeah.
2: time,
1: yeah. I remember, um, a couple years ago, you started training me, that was you, fun. you trained me for like two months,
2: yeah. That was fun, yeah. I was jealous because you made really quick gains, <laughs> and then I blamed yeah. it on your genetics, <laughs> on <my> than mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Dude, I need to get back in that. Um, speaking of, you know, since you are a personal trainer, how, how did that process go? Like how long did that take to get certified or whatever?
2: Uh, the organization that I went through is ACE, the American council on exercise. And I mean, they're, they're a decent well-known thing. And, uh, I never knew that the process was so simple. I mean, you can do it in a college setting. Um, you can do like a one, some one or two semester kind of course for it and you'll get certified. Um, most of those are through NASM, NAC, NASCM, I think, which is, uh, they're kind of known as being like the top of the top on the list. They, they have a little bit more of a rigorous qualifying process, which is cool. But uh, I paid the money. I, they sent me this book, and it was a go-at-your-own-pace kind of thing, which I loved because mm. at the time I was not in school. I had already graduated high school, but I wasn't back in college. Um, so... I thought I wanted to do that. Uh, being being healthy kind of seemed very appealing to me, especially, you know, considering where I was coming from. And so I studied really hard. I recommended that it was like a six to nine month course, and I took the test after two and a half months <laughs> and passed by, I uh, shouldn't say this, but passed by one point. So, <laughs> And then it's two years continued education. Every, or everywhere Every two years you have to get like some updated education, kind of like being a nurse and stuff like that so mm, yeah. it, w- it wasn't anything it was pretty straightforward oh
0: nice yeah it's funny because i was at the gym today and i saw posters for like oh come get certified mm-hmm. and it's like you just go to this place and then um pay the money mm-hmm. and i was like oh that's mm-hmm. cool i guess yeah a lot, <laughs> it's actually pretty simple
2: <laughs> yeah a lot a lot of it really is just pay it and pass a relatively simple course that you can take at your own pace i mean not that this is when I say simple, I mean just like the most base level understanding. I mean, there's there's advanced personal trainers. There you can you can step it up a little bit. You can be an actual strength coach and things like that, which is which is a little different. But uh, there is no physical test. I will say that. There's, okay. Um, you can be 500 pounds and be a personal trainer. <laughs> so that's just something to, to bear in mind. That just because you know you got the personal trainer logo doesn't mean that you had to run a six minute mile or anything like mm, that okay that makes sense mm-hmm. wow so
1: how long have you like been like with the whole workout game
2: uh I was into it like junior year of college I mean of high school I got into it cause I wanted to like my cousin um my cousin was a really talented diver and he was about to be, he was kind of like in the run for possibly going to the Olympics and he ended up winning like freshman diver of the year, uh, and the NCAA and stuff like that. Uh, so I kind of shine. I was kind of like looking at him and looking at all the stuff that he did and I thought it was really cool. So I started off with trying to just, you know, make beginner gains in the basement and that that was good and you know i made some beginner gains and then uh, i just kind of and i've always i've always been this way i can't just kind of settle for something mediocre so i decided that i wanted to run you know half marathon and because uh, nice. at the time my mile time was off, it was like 10 minutes but uh, about six months later i ran a half marathon and it ended up being 19 miles because the speedometer or the whatever it's called the little thing that tracks your uh distance kind of screwed up so i did that and i was in so much pain i did it with my cousin who had like never ran before in her life and oh God. the whole thing took us like five hours um and i was in so much pain that i i have not run since <laughs> this is like seven years ago seven or eight years ago just yeah. completely I, turned off to it i oh hate my. i hate running now um well, so, it just makes you
1: feel better. I haven't done another running since I did a 5K. I know. <laughs> I know.
2: You can be five, 5K and just, just <laughs> like, kind of deal with it. But ever since then, I, I mean, I, I did it down for a couple of years. Then I like, I, I wanted to be a powerlifter because I thought that that was also something extreme to do. Bodybuilding and the, the whole bodybuilding side didn't really appeal to me because at the time I didn't understand it. I didn't understand that it's literally like art as in you're looking at proportions, you're looking at symmetry, you're looking at curvature, eye movement, things like that. I I never understood that. I thought it was just big jack dudes with Mm. creepy leaf skin veins and stuff. Mm. Uh, So I gravitated towards powerlifting because it was something that was very easy to measure. uh, You know, how much weight am I lifting? Is the weight going up? Yes or no? And it's very easy to judge that. And for anyone who doesn't know, powerlifting is focusing on your max squat, your max bench and your max deadlift. And that was all that I prioritized. And I've been doing that for about uh, about four years now, just nonstop. And there's been a variety of setbacks and injuries and surgeries through there, but it's been, it's been what I've fallen in love with. And underneath all that is, is the basic level of fitness and just being healthy in general, you know, having a, having a good heart, having good, you know, a good uh, digestive system and things like that. So,
3: what,
0: what are your maxes?
3: Uh, work?
2: at my strongest, uh, 180 at 185 pounds or eight, like 83.2 kilos. Um, my max squat was 490. My max bench was pretty bad, uh, it was 310 paused, and then my max deadlift was 625 wow. at the time. And Ouch. I got injured before I was gonna do my last like a meet when I was still 23 as a junior and I, I was hoping to pull a couple state records, but I did not, I was unable to do that. But right now things are, things were a little down cause I, I dealt with, you know, I've been dealing with another injury, but I'm I'm finally kind of rebuilding again and, and getting things back where they are. And the deadlift has always just seemed to be something that just comes really easily and really natural to me. And has never been a big problem while I have these super long arms and I can't bench very well. <laughs> so, I love it. I absolutely love it.
1: Yeah, fitness. Um, I liked it when I did it. It's just, I don't know. I don't know how to um, put that kind of fitness into my lifestyle just because work is just hectic for me, man.
2: I mean, there's there's a difference between being fit and doing a sport. And I think oh, that's yeah. something that people need to learn to differentiate. There's between health and fitness and Strongman, powerlifting—that's true, yeah. MMA stuff like that, like that. When whenever you take something and you decide I'm going to do an extreme version of it, that and this may be true with all fields, but you are going to run into some things that aren't too good for you. For example, I mean, my uh, when when I peak for a meet or a mock meet, I start to gradually feel like shit, and I think my cortisol's through the roof. I'm tired all the time. I have serious joint pain. I mean, I I've, I've had a number of injuries from all this stuff and that's not healthy. That's not being fit per se. And then the dieting, you know, if you if you for you know, MMA, the water cuts, for example, that stuff is awful for you and what they don't show you after the ESPN weigh-ins are the the water IVs that they have to give people in an ambulance, for example. They don't show you all that stuff. So, I mean, there's you you can be healthy and live a really long life and look good, feel good, and then you can take something to an extreme level, which is, or, you know, a, a, more, a more specified area, I should say, not necessarily extreme, but that's just my take on it.
1: Yeah. So um, I know that you were talking about, like, powerlifting and bodybuilding and stuff like that. So, like, when it comes to um, trying to do stuff with your body like lose weight gain muscle like get cut stuff like that like what kind of um, like how important are meals like like meal planning and like mm-hmm. like, what kind of meal planning would you recommend for like certain like things like that
2: I, I try to stick none of, none of this stuff is original this has all been either taught to me or learned through experimentation um, and I've experimented with a lot of different diets and I'll, I'll say this every everything has worked uh, the most important thing is being consistent. So you can lose weight with Weight Watchers. You can lose weight with the 7-Eleven diet. You can lose weight just eating McDonald's. Uh, if, you know, you're looking to lose weight, it's it's really not that complicated. Eat less and move more. That's all that you have to do. Uh, if you're looking to, you know, anything that you do, just be consistent with it, you know. My diet may not be suitable for other people, but I eat. I I don't think many people want to do that because I just eat. What do you eat? Uh, Every day I eat a little over a pound of steak a day. Uh, I haven't had a chicken breast in like a year because it's disgusting. and (laughs) just dry and it's hard to cook unless it's fried and delicious. But uh, I eat eat about a pound of steak a day if I'm really, really going hard. Uh, Probably more like a pound and a half so I, gr- I cook that every day and then about two cups of white rice a uh, full sweet potato and some fruit and milk and that's that's it and a bunch of water i cut out protein powders because that stuff makes my gut feel all weird uh mm-hmm. and i've that's what i feel better than ever doing now it's, you know there's this guy named stan efforting who's a top powerlifter top bodybuilder he does both and uh He he coined the diet, the vertical diet. That's kind of what I follow. Uh, And I also the most important thing of all that is getting good sleep and also uh, eight to ten grams of salt a day, Uh, stuff like that. That's for performance. It feels great. But are you ever focused on the calories at all?
0: Do I have never counted calories? It's it's
2: just so much work. And then (laughs) a pound of steak, a pound of this steak might have more fat than the other pound of steak. So it's it's kind of you know look in the mirror. If, if, if it's coming up to a meet I just look at the scale every day at the same time and try to just think what am I going to weigh in the morning basically mm-hmm. Uh, so n- no not really right now I'm trying to lose weight
1: <laughs> <laughs> right now you're trying to lose weight yeah
2: I'm a, I'm a little too heavy right now uh, so is it, I'm, is at, it I'm at like 191 right now 191. I'd like to be back down to 185 because that's uh, where I feel most comfortable So yeah. I can shed two pounds for meat meet if I need to Um. there's many past the same you know, result It's just being consistent. Yeah. Lose weight, eat less and move more. Yeah. I remember at
1: my, um, prime fitness level, um, I think I was weighing like 185, 180 something pounds, I think. Yeah. And then after I stopped going to the gym every day, I kind of over like the over like a span of like three or four years, I lost like 15 pounds.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean that it, it can happen quickly. If I'm not training, I tend to lose weight really fast. Like when I, when I had the hernia surgery, uh, when I got the hernia, I couldn't power lift cause it would explode or whatever. But so I, I ended up throughout the process of surgery, I lost 42 pounds 42 pounds yeah i went from like 188 wow. down to like 142 because i just i had no appetite i didn't feel like eating it was cool because i was super vascular because like my i lost a lot of weight and i felt cool and now i, I don't have any of that anymore but <laughs> vascular. So i'm kind of i'm kind of upset about you it, Lost a lot
1: of weight and still had your muscles and you were like no. I had, were you looking like stewie griffin
2: yeah i was looking like <laughs> i remember the first day i went i went back into the gym after like two and a half weeks post-surgery and I tried to bench and I almost got crushed under like 185 pounds. It <laughs> was oh, like God. fell on my feet. It was bad. Oh, awesome. man.
0: So have you um, competed in any sort of uh, like fitness or bodybuilding competitions or what, what have you... Could uh, you say meets?
2: Powerlifting. 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 Meets. So what they do is they do... You, you go squat, bench, deadlift in that order and you get three attempts at each lift and there's judges there's certain rules that you have to follow and, and stuff like like the bench for example you have to pause on your chest you can't just bounce it off um which makes it a lot harder uh i've done two of those and a ton of mock meets or just i'll set a day out like 12 weeks out and just you know say i'm just gonna try to peak on that day which is fun because it's not you know it's not an actual meet but uh, I don't know when the next one is that I'll probably do. I mean, there's there they generally run every February and every n- November or October over here. It's do the USAPL.
1: Get, do you get like prizes for winning or something, or like.
2: Uh, I mean, they they give they give like five hundred dollars to like the top contestant, but shit's expensive to just <laughs> compete. I mean, you gotta buy your card, and it, at at this point, it's kind of like not even worth it. The last one that I was supposed to do was in. Was in like the October kind of area, and I just said, Screw it. I don't, I don't even have the money for it. I, I just don't want to spend the money on it. So, especially if, if I don't feel like I'm going to win, like there was no point Yeah. to compete if I didn't think I was going to win. Mm-hmm. But
1: it's a cool setting, at least. You yeah. meet a lot of cool people. Yeah, definitely. I could have won. <laughs> oh, you definitely would have, yeah.
2: especially on the, the bodybuilding side. Oh, yeah. That would have been 10 me. out of 10 man time. <laughs> 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 So since you're um, you're a power lifter,
0: obviously you're always lifting uh, a big number of weights. What do you, um? what's your opinion on like strict body weight uh, exercises only? I think you know?
2: they're great. I think they're really great, especially if you are on the, the closer to 200 pounds side of things, because at that point, your body weight is starting to get pretty, pretty heavy. Like a 200 pound dude cranking out a set of 10 on pull-ups. It's, it's pretty good. It's not bad at all. Uh, there's also ways to make these things much more challenging, if you will. Uh, I mean, lunges are great. You, you get, as far as strength training, I don't think you can get too much from it. But as far as that regular health and fitness, and even as far as bodybuilding and building pretty decent physique, I think you can definitely benefit a lot from it. I mean, you see those videos of those dudes over in Africa and they don't have anything to train with except for like a like a bunch of like, stick some logs and, yeah, sh- dude, and I've get, seen that yeah they, they just, get jacked. Mm. Um it's also a bunch of those street calisthenic guys like you you like pure calisthenics, yeah. I think I man, I wouldn't I'm much more comfortable just standing in one place squatting. <laughs> I would I could not do that. I would cripple immediately. I started uh,
0: challenging myself by adding a hundred push ups and sit ups to my day. Uh, as far mm-hmm. as like, cause I, I do a little bit of lifting too. Mm-hmm. And it, I, I like the results so far. It's been two weeks yeah. and it's, it's definitely a, a change in the physique.
2: And then if you, if you take that and you're, you know, something that, something that I did when I, when my shoulder kind of healed up, I, I had a small labrum tear. That's my most recent injury. So I couldn't, I couldn't even put the bar on my back for a squat. So I, I basically just did a bunch of lightweight, you know, fitness stuff, whatever. Um, when I reintroduced pull-ups is it was every day for week one, I would do three sets of five. Next week I did three sets of six. Then I would do four sets of five, then four sets of six. And, you know, like with body bodyweight stuff, it's so cool because you can just keep adding stuff to it to mix it up. Add another rep or add more sets or something like that, and you can just really – yeah, you can definitely kill it. You know, switch your grip up with push-ups, switch your grips up with pull-ups, and, I mean, you, you, I, you can probably – yeah, I mean you you can you can build a really solid body and get a really killer workout. A calisthenic workout would kill me right now.
3: <laughs> Absolutely
2: crush me. I You'd
1: remember I think like last year I bought one of those like pull up bars that you hang on your door frame and I just started like killing it every single day on that pull up bar. And I just I got to a point where I did damn near like thirty pull ups. That's awesome. Like nonstop. I was like so proud of myself. And then I just, I don't know what happened. I just kind of stopped. Right now I could probably bust out like 10.
2: <laughs> and then be dead for a week. And,
1: and yeah, and be like dead yeah. for a week. I don't know how the hell I did like 30 straight. That's awesome. those yeah. are crazy. those
2: are crazy, bro. One of the coolest videos I've ever seen. One of the coolest feats of strength was this, there's this dude. Uh, I can't even pronounce his name, but like in shorts, KK. And he was a Russian powerlifter. He had like a 950 pound deadlift and shit like that and he was like oh 275 God. pounds-ish somewhere floated up to 300 anyway uh, he actually just died in a street fight in oh, he got God. stabbed to death <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know who the hell would try to pick a fight with this guy because he looks oh, like a man. bear but is it this guy? apparently it was five guys on one look up oh, cake yeah that guy is that him? that's him
1: bro who the hell would want to fight this
2: guy? and uh, there's a video on there where he does like some, some 30 pull ups or, or something in it that kind of weight? That's just unheard of.
1: He does thirty pull-ups. Being
2: typing, that taking pull-ups. It's it's insane. It's crazy. Oh my. Oh my god. Dude, those Russian people are? And that's natural. No. 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 Hell no. Okay. What kind of drugs is that? <laughs> <on? laughs> I probably run them on Test, Deca, d ball or Anadrol and Epicoids. Yo, all right. So I got a serious Metron. question here.
1: Um Metron. Okay, so like when it comes to lifting naturally versus like on drugs like could you get to the point where you get on drugs doing it naturally would it just take longer uh, or?
2: yeah i mean yeah there, there's some dudes at the gym who and this isn't to, to my own horn, but there's some dudes who are definitely on drugs and you know i can outlift them and i'm 40 pounds lighter than them granted they they are using their drugs for a different purpose they're using it to build a i cannot build a physique like that yeah. In general, it's probably easier to, to, to get to a better point with strength without drugs than it is to get to a better point with physique without drugs. Uh, there's a certain level with the physique that you are just not going to touch with without steroids and it's a lot lower than people think um, but drugs drugs uh, up until a certain point drugs will make everything uh, go a lot it'll go a lot faster it'll be a lot easier. You recover a lot faster. You'll feel better for the most part. Um, <laughs> in the gym, you'll feel better. Outside of the gym, you might not. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Drugs. The steroids are very, very powerful. Very, very powerful. So, Whew. hopefully
0: Drugs. that. Drugs. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I'm gonna start today, guys. All right. So if you want,
1: <laughs> everyone so if you to get on it. So if the <laughs> listeners want the 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 phone number to my steroid plug it
2: is uh <laughs> on amazon.com five five five
1: five five five
2: five Type in fenoplex on amazon it's, it's i mean god that dude's huge seriously yeah. oh who my. the hell would fight that guy 55 pull-ups <laughs> 55
1: pull-ups bro that is He's ridiculous. like 300 pounds almost
2: wow mm-hmm. so hmm. um yeah, that's pretty impressive.
0: Would you ever go on steroids?
2: Uh, no, <laughs> I've thought about it okay. many, many times. Uh, it's just, if my main thing in life was powerlifting, yeah, absolutely. Gotcha, yeah. But yeah. it's not.
0: Yeah, it seems to be like a theme with, with um, a lot of the people that go on there. I was watching this uh, this video of this one guy, and uh, he would do it like, I think they do it like two days in a row and then they stop and then it's like, he's just huge, but, uh, it's like a
2: lifestyle for them. It's just Damn. their
0: life. It's just what they, what they're into. And um,
2: there's once you go on for the first time. And again, I've, I've never, I've never done steroids, but I, you know, I do powerlifting and I just see stuff. And I'm also just of any variety. I love and am fascinated by drugs. So, Needless to say I've done quite a bit of research on this kind of stuff and uh, there's there's a couple of guidelines that and this is not 100% true but I try to stick to this if someone's making a living off of their physique they're probably on steroids If someone's a professional athlete or a world record holder in any physical sport they're probably on steroids and that's just that's just the reality behind it and I don't mean that in a bad way and that certainly isn't shitting on people right right and if you have in your Instagram name Lifetime Natty, you're probably on steroids. You're probably <laughs> <to be natty. laughs> And you're also an asshole because you're selling a false thing to, you're selling false expectations to kids. So yeah. that way they can buy your stupid cookie cutter workout program. Yeah. That, that's, that's why I think people need to be more educated about this stuff. It's because people are lying to you and they're I, stealing.
1: Speaking of that exact same thing, I saw this um, video online of this dude who was trying to like debunk these like supplements that these people were selling. So he like went to the company, like talked to the models and stuff, and he's like, you know, like do these supplements work? And the guy was like, yeah, I mean, like yeah, supplements work. He's like, you know, like are you taking? It? He's like, yeah, yeah, you know, like I take the supplement every day. And he's like, you know, but I'm also on steroids. Yeah, uh, this guy, this guy
2: Chris Bell did a really great documentary. It's on Netflix. Bigger, stronger, faster, and that—that's where I would start off with. Uh, there, it's just—it's a lie. Everything out there, supplements. I mean, maybe take your creatine, but beyond that, I mean, nothing is ever going to come close to 250. Even just 250 milligrams of test a week, which is slightly above like an actual doctor prescribed hormone replacement therapy dose. Yeah, that right there. That I, I recommend that to everyone I That's know. uh It's very enlightening. It's very. It's. It can kind of be a little heartbreaking at the same time because all these people that we look up to as being, you know, great. You know, it's it's America. It's the top athletes. It's shocking how many of them fail drug tests. And I'm not just mm-hmm. talking about steroids. I'm talking about just PEDs and performance enhancing drugs in general. But, uh, it's. <laughs> There's also this big misconception. This is this is another one that I don't like is I'm not big enough to I'm not 300 pounds of muscle. Therefore, I can't be on steroids. And that's that's just not true at all. You can take steroids at 130 pounds in the MMA. I mean, steroids aren't going to they're incredible, but they're not going to make you huge overnight. I mean, it's just it's just messed up. All, all this stuff out there and it's just the fitness industry is pretty uh, it can be pretty dark behind the scenes and all that stuff and it's just last year alone we had a couple of top bodybuilders Dallas McCarver died uh, at 23 Ow, years old what holy he was shit. a Mr. Olympia prospect now granted he had some precondition with his heart but when you're taking Man, uh, yeah, steroids can make that worse steroids can and will make that worse uh, Rich Piana who was very open about his steroid use. He finally died. He was an addict. And and here's the thing. If you can use steroids responsibly and you can use them in a healthy manner, you know, generally speaking, time on equals time off, you know, run your proper uh, ancillaries, you know, get your blood test, tell your doctor what you're doing, be honest with him, get your blood work done. And you can, you can generally be okay. But since it's illegal and It's not something that's talked about. Most people don't know how to responsibly do these things, how to responsibly Mm -hmm. run them. So Mm -hmm. you can run them safely and effectively. You just, you got to come off at some point, but these pros who make their living off their physique, you can't, you can't, they need you to look like this. So some guys outlive others, but I mean, we're never going to know about the actual health implications. You know, the health shit that people like Arnold deal with, like, and, and you know, a bodybuilder is never going to come out and be like, yeah, my dick doesn't work because I <laughs> took steroids poorly or yeah, yeah I, I have cirrhosis in my liver because I ran too many orals. Um, you're never going to hear about that. You're also never going to hear about our beloved athletes failing drug test, especially yeah. if someone is paid to cover it up. Now, I, this isn't to discredit these people at all. Um and, you know, we also have drug tested powerlifting meets. And uh, the one that I compete in is a drug testing meet. I've never been drug tested in it, but it is drug tested. And it doesn't even mean drug free, though. It just means it's a lot harder to get away with it. And you probably can't run as many compounds. But I put it like this the top, if you combine the drug tested and the non drug tested powerlifting numbers, the top guys all compete in drug tested. Most of them, well, pretty much all of, like, seven out of the top ten, if you do it, you know, ratio to weight to lifts, they all compete in a drug-tested federation, but they're stronger than the dudes who are allowed to run however much gear they want, which, you know, maybe that just says that the drugs aren't everything, but.
1: Yeah. So steroids versus testosterone. What's, like, what's... like, what's the deal right there? I know testosterone, you can also take that to build muscle and stuff, too. Yeah,
2: I mean, testosterone is a steroid, and generally, like, a first cycle is just taking a slightly above natural level of test. Uh, I, I don't know the, the specific dosages, but a testosterone replacement therapy for a dude is like, 50 and his dick doesn't work or whatever because this is what it's prescribed for. Um, one of the many things. I mean, he may be prescribed 150 milligrams of testcipionate a week. Take 250 of that, and you're going to get some solid gains. You're going to get some really, really good gains. So testosterone is the base, but you have a wide variety of other chemicals out there. Um, epicoids or boldenone EQ is used on racing horses <laughs> racing because horses. it increases their red blood cell count and increases their endurance. And you put that in a human, and you increase your red blood cells, your vascularity is going to go up because your blood's going to thicken. And your endurance is going to improve dramatically. Um, it's a very slow and long lasting ester. But you take that, for example, then you take Trembolone, which is, you know, when you Google big fucking cow or whatever, and you see those cows that are all muscular, <laughs> yeah. that's Trembolone. And a human one day decided, let me take that. Uh, and Trembolone is incredible. Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> a hold my beer kind of thing. And what what all of them have in common, though, is that they will shut down your natural test production. They're not a substitute for it, but they will shut it down. So you're going to have to have a base of regular testosterone no matter what you're running. So mm. you can't just run Well, You can, but you're going to run into problems. And uh, they all do different things. I mean, all this stuff is really great for what it was designed for, which is... To prevent muscle atrophy in, you know, terminally ill people, for example, mm-hmm. so that way they don't lose all their muscle and they can hold on to weight and, and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. from a medical standpoint, it's incredible and it's really effective and it's changed a lot of people's lives and it's really helped people. But so then there's the people that don't need it that take it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So sure. in this video that I was watching, um, this guy's counts of testosterone were, I like think, three thousand, and like a normal, a male male. Um, his age and his size It's about 500 Yeah um, And I'm gonna do, do you, um, I don't know if you would know about that But like what What is the uh, Negative effects Or what's um, The repercussions of having that much testosterone
2: uh, or- The negative effects are generally it, it it varies compound to compound But if we're just gonna take regular testosterone You're generally gonna hit, get hit with one of three things uh, Balding Acne Or uh, Gyna Which is Bitch tits, which is uh-huh. where you grow the lumps mm-hmm. underneath your nipples. So if some dude has some puffy ass nipples and he says, I'm a natural bodybuilder. Okay. Um, <laughs> sure. Or, all you right. know, you, you get those like 20 year old dudes who have so much acne all over their face. And, you know, or and, and I mean, that's not like a giveaway, but, um, that's, that's going to be the main three, uh, What also happens when you take testosterone, your estrogen levels are going to rise to try to balance out because there's a ratio that your body wants to maintain. So in a man, if your estrogen goes up, uh, you retain and you hold on to more water, which increases your blood pressure. So that's a problem. Mm -hmm. So what you have to do is you have to take any number of aromatase inhibitors. basically prevents that. Uh, If you take too much, then... And you have low estrogen, your joints are going to be really achy and really painful because you're not going to be holding on to enough fluid to keep it lubricated. So you get into this cycle of you take something, then you take something to remedy the effects, and you take something to remedy the effects of that shit, and then you're just... There's a lot of shit that goes into it. It's not just sticking a needle in your yeah. ass and <laughs> making gains. I mean, you, and again, you can get away with being okay. Like, some of these people are fine, but... If you don't properly remedy yourself, your balls aren't going to grow back properly and your dick's not going to be able to get hard. And that, uh, I assume, would be very devastating to a 23-year-old man if he can't get it up. Yeah, Um, definitely. That sounds terrible. And people should just be aware that this can happen. Doesn't mean it will, but it can. Please know how to remedy it. Please know how to properly come off.
3: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Well, You'd think well. that I would have tried this stuff by now, but <laughs> <laughs> I have not. Have,
0: have you ever heard of the uh, synthol injection? <laughs> oh, I was yeah, just going to like that,
3: bro. <laughs> oh, it's my like,
1: goodness. Put,
0: bro. Put, uh, we're going to pull this up oh, real God. quick to show you. Kinda. Those
1: dumbass dudes that inject that synthol oil bro what is like Uh, it's like it just looks bad
2: it doesn't even look good at least there's no strength behind that i'm pretty sure either it's like what what at least with steroids you look good and you actually build muscle this is just disgusting ew so you have heard of this before right you have seen this there's a lot of different types there's like a ppo oil there's there's a ton of different shit the newest one i don't remember the name of it but it's not synthol but you inject this thing that is made to trigger an inflammatory response in the muscle. So the muscle will swell up Oh God! and build scar tissue and look bigger. It is. It's again, I guarantee the top pros use this at some point, but it's, it's weird. It's weird. And this is abuse by the way guys who use it right you would never be able to tell but this is this is disgusting and abuse this yep. is yeah just weird that guy looks like a balloon <laughs> dude
1: exactly these, these dudes literally look like human balloons it's it's ridiculous
2: yeah these people are dumb there, there's a famous like Russian Instagram dude who did it and his since exploded and it like blew up his entire arm he almost had to have it amputated this year
0: yeah which is, which is yeah, quite, that
2: could happen I, he's back I on it no, he's back that. on Sintal. it's like
0: basically just creating like a layer of of that oil on, yeah, on your on your muscles and it's like just... It's disgusting.
2: Again, there, there's this guy out there, Boston Lloyd, who gets a lot of shit because he, he came out and spoke out. He, he's very open about his drug use and he made like a massive one year transformation and he kind of gives a middle finger to the fitness industry because he just wants to show people how effective steroids are. Um, doesn't have the best physique to show for it, but... His pecs are like weird. Yeah. Like, they look like boobs like and honestly you, like i don't know if it's a cultural thing but this stuff typically runs over in india and yeah, a lot guys. of like eastern like countries over there yeah those guys are brazilian um
0: yeah yeah, brazilian too. But, yeah. yeah
1: yeah these dudes are from brazil these they, dudes they,
2: look so stupid
1: dude's just yeah. dumb it's like their arms and stuff is so huge and then you like look at their their torso and like their boobs are flabby and like They've got like no muscle like they like like no six pack or like no even like their skin just looks flat look at his
0: look there. at his uh his freaking shoulders and his, his
2: his traps i guess you can call them right there's a video how to this that dude bought this dude boston lloyd and he like shows the whole process and it's just just so so much work for such a terrible return exactly it's so dumb it doesn't look good no and again I, you can use it appropriately I'm sure mm-hmm. I'm sure that there are top guys who are doing it to kind of like polish up an area mm-hmm. you know a lot of people just do it just to get like an inflammation but it's just weird
1: what it's are some just, like like what are some negative side effects of this besides having your arm blow up
2: <laughs> I honestly don't know too much about synthalk oh, really? because thankfully it's not really that popular okay well, that's among bad. like the average gym bro yeah He's just taking some test and trend. It's generally not that popular, but it's sold as massage oil. Synthol is like massage oil. It's, I, it's sold at yeah. And bath salts are actually like bath salts. Like it's like the same kind of thing as that. It's sold as like <laughs> well, It's sold as a different product. What
0: I was looking up this one, Potney or whatever you call it, B twelve. It's mm. like it's used on animals. It's like a uh, I guess um, when when they get weak, or almost like a steroid for animals. That's and weird. It, it, it can cause like heart disease as well. Or um, if you have like high blood pressure and you're taking this, like one of those guys, I can't remember who, but he's, he's got like health issues already. And then he's taking that. So it's like a risk for him. Oh yeah. But he's, he's willing to risk it for, I Looking. guess, the look.
2: <laughs> I mean, you're, you're probably going to run into some, the guys who last forever doing this stuff, not, not this is all stuff. Cause I don't know about that, but the guys like Sean Roden or Dexter Jackson, they are probably able they probably have such great genetics where they don't need to use a lot of drugs and their body probably just responds really well to them because it's it's hard to do this stuff for decades without coming off and staying relatively healthy uh so eventually it will catch up to you i i would assume so yeah i, th- I think it does i mean it's not it's not gonna kill you like it's not it's not like cocaine or heroin where it's like you do a shot and you just Drop over, But it's going to exacerbate any other health problems you have pretty much for certain. I mean, people report having like brown urine and shit like that because they're mm so dehydrated and their kidneys are just getting ripped apart, cirrhosis, things like that. Um, Again, I I say all this stuff and I, I know I keep going back to it, but you can use this stuff responsibly. It's not the most dangerous thing in the world. It's just people... I'd, right. I'd argue probably 95% of people are very irresponsible with it. Yeah. It. Like these guys. They just look terrible. <laughs> just, why would you want to look like that? <laughs> That's bad. Like, Apparently, they get a lot
0: of uh, ladies with that. I'm Apparently. sure. Apparently, <laughs> they get all the ladies. Sit on their balloons. Right. It's God, like, hey, so kids, you
3: want some synthol? <laughs>
0: Some synthol. You think those type of drugs um, or steroids in general? Um, become kind of addictive like oh, think yeah. people can become dependent oh yeah and...
2: well that's why i haven't used it okay i mean i i am slightly worried about the health issues of it and the whole dick not working thing <laughs> even even if it's just one in ten thousand like that still is pretty, pretty freaky to me yeah not risking it uh not yeah, risking it <laughs> exactly um Need but yeah absolutely man i mean Oh, uh, you do this and it works. Like, they that's the thing. The Rock Johnson said that they didn't work. That is that's horse shit. Oh my god. He he had some interv- interview where he said, Yeah, I took them and it didn't work. That's bullshit. They were he
1: took what and didn't work? Steroids. Really? Yeah, back in his WWE days.
2: Mm. Well, he's a big actor. You can't just say i taken steroids and they were great yeah. and all. Dude, they work. I've actually been wondering <laughs> about you know? Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Like, right? look at his before and after pictures and He's what fifty now or something like that in his fifties, and he looks like a literal piece of granite. So shred, I mean, it looks great. He looks became awesome. the boulder. Yeah, yeah. The he boulder. literally looks like a rock. His <laughs> muscles are yeah, super, super dense, really low fat, high vascularity. Yeah, yeah. Natty, <laughs> natty. You know, there's other signs that you can look for too, like capped shoulders like that, like capped shoulders, capped traps. I mean, again, he looks great. It's just he admitted that he's used steroids. Do you think he's like still on something? I would assume so.
1: You would think so? Like
2: at least something, right?
1: To, yeah. To keep up. Us-
2: yeah. I mean, he looks great. He might even just be on like a low test dose, like 250 milligrams. I don't think he's taken like nine different compounds. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I don't know. A lot of people hear this and they call it lazy, but I'm just just being honest with you. Um, I'm trying to be as honest as I can. You can get some serious results natural though, but steroids are definitely addictive i would say so Mm
3: -hmm.
2: rich piana talked about that before he died he talked about how he was addicted to it and then you get to this point of this body dysmorphia where you don't know how you look anymore you don't you don't know how big you've actually gotten you don't know any of that you all just want to be bigger you know bigorexia oh yeah i've heard of that yeah people Mm -hmm. just want to get bigger bigger yeah more drugs more food And I don't care how muscular you are, 320 pounds, that's really bad for your heart. No matter how big you, no matter how shredded you are. Um, My my thing is this. If I took steroids and my bench went up 50 pounds in two months, why would I come off? You know? Yeah. Because it's such a good result. I mean, you come off and your strength tapers down. I mean, there's a couple guys out there who are relatively open about their steroid use that I like to follow and... I salute them really hard for what they do because they come off and their strength drops like they're losing like a hundred pounds on every lift. Damn. Oh, and you know what? Hats off to them because they, you know, it's a marathon, not a sprint. You can sprint through this shit if you want, and you're gonna look like you're forty years old when you're twenty two. Mm-hmm. You've taken so many steroids, but uh, I don't, I don't think I can handle it. Is what I'm trying to get at. I I think I would cave way too quickly, Mm. and just not come off, or make a or say I'm gonna come off and come off for like a week, and then just go right back. Right. That was long enough. So. Damn.
1: Well, um, you know, you just said stuff about how you think you would stay on and have trouble coming off. Um, I know like. You know, we've been friends for a while and I know you've told me a little bit about your past with um, with drugs and stuff. So, like, you know, if you feel good about us asking you a little bit about that, you know, like, sure, kind of, you know, I'd want to start with, you know, like, like, how did it start for you? Like, like, I know that, you know, your your past with drugs, like, like, what was the first thing that got you into that?
2: Uh, first thing, I was 13 years old and I drank some vodka. I was like 12, 13, or 14, I don't know, because my brain's all whatever. But uh, I, remember I, blacked, I remember I blacked out the first time I drank. And then I loved it so much through all the vomiting that I just did it again the next day. And then I didn't drink again for a very long time. I was, I was dating this girl at the time who was older than me and I was best friends with her brother and... We, I mean, we, we drank a few times and that was about it. That was about it. And then I didn't do anything for a long time. Not because I wanted to, but because I just couldn't get a hold of it. Uh, so going into junior year of high school, I went on like a little spring break trip with my cousin uh, who I looked up to a lot. He was popular. I wasn't. He had a lot of friends and shit. And we, I smoked weed and got high off that for the first time and drank the whole weekend and then when i got back it was my primary objective to find a source for all of my fun that i wanted to have and i found it pretty quickly and uh i smoked weed and then two weeks later i did cocaine for the first time <laughs> what there <laughs> well, was there was no climb in the ladder i that escalated not, pretty, quick <laughs> pretty quickly. pretty yeah. quickly and I, I remember the first time i did it I, I remember literally saying out loud to this guy this is this is how I want to feel all the time. And I was like 16 or 17 at the time. I, I don't know. But uh, that that's how it got going. And and I will say this, throughout all my using, the only times where I wasn't using was because I could not get a hold of it. Not because I wanted hmm. to, but I just couldn't get a hold of it. So I things progressed, things shifted. I, I always smoked weed throughout everything that I did, but there was always at least two compounds going every day. Uh, and it it shifted it shifted, you know, I loved stimulants for a while and I had a really bad bender with dissociatives and I had a really bad bender with stimulants and I had a really bad bender with downers and I had a really big bender combining all of them and everything kind of ended. Pretty shitty. Wow. At the time. It it was a short run, it was only four years but burned through enough to to do a serious damage on my body, Uh, serious damage to my family and my life and just fuck everything up really bad, really bad, really fast.
0: So would you say a peer pressure had kind of some part in that or what part did peer pressure have um, to do with your start or the addiction in general?
2: Peer pressure didn't really have a start because I, I had been around it for a while and I just wasn't comfortable doing it because I wanted to be that good kid, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. But the only peer pressure, if you will, uh, it was really just used as a justification. Like I wanted to do it. It's just, it was a lot easier for me to justify doing cocaine when someone else was, you know, if that makes yeah, any sense. Yeah. yeah I get so I wanted to do it. you know make no mistake to that no one ever held a gun to my head and forced me to do anything do this line of coke right now you piece of shit be awesome (laughs) and i would have been the thrill the
0: rush right there
3: (laughs) it's like i don't even need the cocaine now just just keep doing this just just keep (laughs) pointing the gun on my head head
2: while i drive around atlanta (laughs) late at night while you drive around atlanta it's enough oh man no peer pressure Except for the first time I did, I did heroin. That was, that was oh, pure pressure. Oh, that was oh, pure dang. Yeah, I'd never done wow. downers at all, ever. So I I didn't have any experience with opiates other than... So
1: heroin like, is a downer? Mm, yeah. Huh, I didn't know that. Well, yeah. I,
2: mean, I, I mean, I guess... I mean, it'll make... It, like, you don't really... Like, you can't really sleep on it, but you just, mm. you're just... You're just like a bowl of pudding. Uh, I, th- this this is kind of ties into, like, just the climate in general with how drugs are. I mean, I remember asking a dude, this is in 2015, bear in mind or 2014, I'm sorry. And I asked the dude, you know, about Oxycontin because I'd never tried all this. And at this point I had been burned out where I was convinced, you know, any more stimulants, any more cocaine, any more amphetamines that I'm going to, you know, die for real this time. Uh, and, And I very well mean that as literally as possible. I was probably going to die, but Uh, he laughed at me and he's like no one does that shit anymore we just do heroin and so I was like "Uh, you know (laughs) I was like I'm scared so I gave the dude a hundred dollars and I met him at his place later and we had like a gram of heroin or whatever and I did it I snorted it because I was too scared and then the moment I felt it I said I want to inject this and then you know that that was that I mean I I only made it through that run for about three three weeks three and a half weeks before like Everything came crashing in him, but that was the only peer pressure was that. And it was mainly looking at that dude's face when he did it. And I was like, oh, okay, I want to feel that way. It was scary. This is fucking scary. That was the only time in my drug use where I was like, maybe I shouldn't do this. (laughs) Maybe I shouldn't be doing this.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's a a pretty scary drug. Uh, Meth, as well. I've always looked at it like,
1: never in my life do I want to look at that or or try that. Yeah.
2: Meth is fucking nasty. It's disgusting. Yeah, when I, mean, I
1: think of meth, I think of people with, like, no teeth and, like, blisters all over their faces.
2: You'd be surprised. I, I've met some in recovery. I've met some people, you know, recovering meth addicts and who look lovely. Really? Yep. No really? Way. Dude, with all this stuff, uh, the, I guess what I'd say about drugs, with every drug out there, you got to scratch away that image that you have of a junkie. Mm, yeah, you, yeah. Every single yeah. one of them. I mean, yeah, if it looks like a junkie, they're like... They, very well maybe a junkie most of those homeless people begging for change on the highway probably on drugs i would never give them a dime unless you're paying for their <laughs> just know that uh yeah. but yeah i mean i look great at the sort of i mean other than being stupid then uh you know i went to class i worked you know 35 hours a week i um, had a really good grades oh, so you were functioning you were yeah. functioning right yeah. i mean that's a that's a term that i tossed around <laughs> but uh I knew that things weren't manageable at the time, but I didn't know that, like, I was, I didn't know that drugs were the problem. I remember you telling me that
1: you still kept, like, a really good GPA throughout all of that
2: 3.4, 3.5. I don't remember, like, some of the, I don't, rem- <laughs> I don't even remember, like, what classes I took. And I just, <laughs> it's, you I
0: just kind of. <laughs> ran on oh, autopilot and just did it yeah I mean I remember It's <laughs> crazy
2: you know a lot of college kids do this but yeah man I was guilty of you know taking Adderall and do the whole thing all night uh, I just like to do other things with the Adderall um, mm. but I mean it was just uh, it was weird it was weird shit was really weird I generally I had morning classes so I would I mean my typical schedule without getting hyper detailed my typical schedule was not, I never woke up or went to bed. I passed out and came to it. So I came to it at like 7.30 in the morning, was probably drunk and still high on something and stumbled into the cafeteria to have coffee, two eggs, and two pieces of bacon, try to eat half of that and try not to throw it up. And then I would go to class at 8.30. And then I'd get out of class at like 11.30 and I would go get high and do whatever I needed to do before work and then... After work, I would get off. I would do whatever I needed to do to support my habit and made a lot of music at the same time. So, I mean, that was another justification was I was doing a ton of really cool music stuff. Um, But I was generally up until, like, 4 or 5 in the morning. So I would get, like, two hours of sleep. And then one day during the week, and I would just, like, sleep for, like, 22 hours. That was basically it. That was basically every day on repeat. And I tried to... Like cram as much into the cracks as I could. Yeah, you know, I could sneak off on, at work and get drunk or whatever. Oh damn! Yeah, everything was fair game too. Oh. There's nothing I never would have said no to. The well, only drugs I haven't done are because it was never offered to me. <laughs> <were> never offered <laughs> just being real with you. <laughs> that's crazy. I don't think I ever said no. But have you ever smoked DMT? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The only thing I haven't done that's relatively mainstream was PCP. Okay. Which mm. I kind of never really want I to... Don't, I don't really want to... No. doesn't seem fun. Have you ever done Flocka? Oh, what Flocka?
1: <laughs> Wait, isn't that from... No, no flocka is that shit that was turning people into like zombies. Oh, okay, something. It okay. was making them feel like demon possessed. It's just bath oh, That's from uh, Twenty One Jump Street. Too, I no, think. No, no, was no, it? no, no, that was Wi-Fi. No, oh, no that was not okay. from Twenty One Jump Street. Flocka is actually a real
2: drug. Yeah, that was in the it's news basic, like last I year. Think it's basically just PCP and bath salts. Yeah, probably. Or a combo. Or a combo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 what a joy. What a joy.
1: That. At what point did you realize that you were like, shit? I need to
2: when the withdrawals kicked in yeah. and I had never experienced them before. Um, that's right. when, cause I didn't think I would have had them. They were pretty bad.
1: So at that point you were just like, I need to not do this again or?
2: No, at that point I was like, I need to do it right now. Cause yeah. I feel extremely <laughs> sick.
0: Was there ever like a low point that you felt like you had to do whatever it took to really get anything? Like, like if you weren't able to get it, would you be willing to do anything to get?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, uh, I never hurt anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, I, ne- I never, I really never did that. Um, I've stolen from stores, but, uh, <laughs> when I got sober, I paid all of them back, which was weird because what? What? Yeah, I went, went on to, you know, Rite Aid and said, Hey, uh, I know you don't know me, but I, I'm dead serious. I stole a lot of, you know, like cough pills from you. Here's a hundred dollars. I don't care what you do with it. Just, I need to give this to you. Um, and you know, I did that for Publix and CBS and Kroger. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, but no, I mean, everything was fair game. I mean, at the very end, it got the lowest I got, I guess you could say is starting to like sell things and pawn things. Um, Mm. And I never quite got towards, you know, some of the awful, awful stuff of like stealing my parents' jewelry and shit like that. But when I got sober and I was, wound up back in my mom's house I did wonder where a couple things were I was like oh I sold all of that so oh okay
0: yeah what, what was the store's reaction like when you came back what did they what did they I'm say I'm sure they that do dude anything? just put that shit in his
2: pocket okay just kept it just, <laughs> Wait, did, did you just
0: talk to like the random Joe cashier or did you talk to the managers or what uh, uh, just
2: where was there okay. Kroger okay. Kroger won't allow it so I just donated to a charity in their name and okay. I, I said I was, this is not like the bragging kind of thing. Someone else told me to do this if I wanted to stay sober, so I did.
0: Okay. so I really wanted to actually stay sober. Yeah. Would you ever? Did you ever think maybe they might call the cops on you, or like, would you afraid oh, of that? Fuck yeah. <laughs>
2: There's a couple was, of like these things I had to do to kind of clear the past. Where I was like, please, like, mm, like I don't want to do this, but um, it's part of the process. Yeah. Gotcha.
0: Glad I did. Did you um experience any like? <laughs> health issues after that? Any long lasting or? Yeah, I have hep C.
2: I don't have it right now, uh, but I, I have hep C. Um, And I went through treatment for that. I lost a good, decent chunk chunk of my liver, I think. Oh, wow. But that thing regenerates. So I I was down like 15%, 20% of it. So most of it will grow back. It's probably fine now, but. I mean that that's another thing with these the steroids oral steroids fuck with your liver really bad and if i compound that with hep C, that's not a good mix mm, gotcha uh but that and then a little bit of nerve damage um nose is a little fucked up um mm. lungs uh that's mainly it i fortunately walked out without like a wet brain which is really nice because there's some people you know in my circle of recovering people who you know, they're not, unfortunately they've been doing this shit for like 20 or 30 years. I wouldn't have made it that long probably, but dude, that's, that's sad. It's really sad. Some people don't fully ever like come back to consciousness and some people, the health issues are just, just fucking terrible. Like mine, mine are nothing in comparison to some other people. Wow. Like I, I am super lucky that I walked out where I did, where I can still stand. I mean, maybe, maybe I'll die five years early. Who knows? But Dude, I'm lucky. I'm so lucky. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you're take, still alive. I take care of my heart. I don't know what happened. There was a couple overdoses that really scared me. And, and I, take, I try really hard right now to take care of my heart. I should probably drink a little less coffee, but that's about it. <laughs> I quit nicotine this last year, and it's just been weird ever since because I don't have anything anymore. I like got all.
1: So, um... What, uh, what makes you, uh, want to keep, or like, what makes you like stay sober? Like does fitness help with that and staying sober,
2: like AA, stuff like that? Not really. Uh, I mean, if I was an AA, I wouldn't talk about it. Uh, cause of the, the traditions up mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Um, okay. press radio and film, but, uh, there, I, I'll just say this. I went to rehab and rehab fortunately pointed me in the right direction. Um, what keeps me sober now is helping other people and just just trying to trying to be a decent person
1: that's so sweet of you
2: (laughs) yeah it's super sweet and also just you know being grateful i mean it's sometimes the more i do with music music is always brings back a sense of nostalgia um and it's kind of weird but I'm, i'm in a really good place in life right now when i get really high naturally on life then you know for whatever reason my brain's like you should get even higher but <laughs> uh not since the first like three for three or six months of recovery have i in my opinion been close to taking a drink or a drug i, I just don't feel like it i don't i don't have a reason to anymore that's so good pretty nice. fucking awesome yeah i mean yeah yeah helping other people is the main thing and then just uh you know it's it's with me forever like i you know i can never take a drink Ever again, which is fine. Yeah, just, definitely. Just don't drink today. I probably won't drink tonight. If I do, the <laughs> <Immediately. laughs> then call the police. Immediately. Then call the police. Immediately and check your wallet. It's so like, it oh shit, where'd my $100 bill go? In almost five years, I would have stolen from you a long time ago. <laughs> just letting you know. At least he's honest. Yeah. I but like,
0: that. I like that. <laughs> that. At least you're honest. Yeah. Just being honest it's with me like, Oh, by the way, I'm on drugs, so just mm. no. There's weird but, shit
2: that starts to happen when you start to count people's drinks. Like I really do that, and it's it's weird. I start to count people's drinks. If people are smoking pot, I count how many hits they've taken or how much they put in. You start to like. There's some weird shit that you pick like that stays with you like that, and it's kind of like, Ugh. like what's wrong with these people? You know, <laughs> I I can't fathom normally using anything. So that's I kind of look at people like that. Like my girlfriend sometimes has like half of a beer. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) Just drink the whole thing or don't drink at all. (laughs) Like I used to bust tables and I'd be like, why the fuck didn't these people finish their wine? paid like $6 (laughs) for this. But, um, yeah, I I feel, feel fantastic. Do do you feel like, um, like you have
0: other things that fill that addiction or that need? Not not necessarily like drugs or
2: anything like that, like like activities. I wouldn't call it activities. Uh, this is something that I really struggle to get into because people are, our age are just all mm, about the whole subject, but, uh, I've kind of filled the gap with God and the stuff that I do okay. to stay sober. The specific thing that I do as taken and replaced is replaced it in every way. I can rely on it for anything I need and it's never failed me unless I do something stupid. So, uh, uh, as far as like you get to like the rehaby topics, that's what I call them, like the rehab stuff. Like I'm gonna read a book or I'm gonna go on a vacation or do a fucking juice cleanse or something like that. And uh I, I certainly don't think they're all terrible, but do I think going on a jog is gonna fix your ten year heroin addiction? Probably not. Right, do I think right. reading I, I don't think there's a single piece of literature out there. Maybe, maybe a few but I don't think there's a single piece of literature out there that's going to fix your 20 year alcoholism and get your wife and kids back Yeah, that's, that's what I'm getting at I, it, it takes takes maybe a third of the effort to stay you know take a third of the effort that you use to get fucked up and put it into your recovery and you'll probably be okay because I put way more effort into getting high than I ever have into recovery that's just an unfortunate fact right yeah. but you know Yeah, like my my
0: dad's been sober about 10 plus years. He he was an alcoholic. And um, one thing I've noticed about him is that he tends to hoard things (laughs) and and he's got like a bunch of (laughs) god (laughs) he's got like a bunch of random shit just around the house he's like a thousand tvs (laughs) (laughs) like old bulky tvs and like other stuff so that's kind of what i meant as well i was just curious oh yeah yeah if if, um (laughs) i'd
2: I'd say what it is for me and, and my girlfriend can attest to this but i'm super intense and extreme with the things that i do like that's probably what it is i can't do anything casually I can't even play a game casually, Uh, which tends to work to my advantage largely, especially because I've been playing guitar for 13 years and almost 14 now. And it's like I take that energy and put it into that and just get, you know, hopefully get pretty good at that. But I I do shit like that. I'm also I have a couple of like weird quirks that I have um, that stick with me. Like it used to be like checking the house at night for you know, fucking robbers and zombies, <laughs> whatever. Um, there's a couple of weird quirks and, and I'm sure that I'm sure that I could find some common ground with your dad. A lot of like recovering alcoholics and addicts and shit tend to put a lot of their stuff into work as well, mm-hmm. which, which is great. Um, it's funny that it's just hard for the alcoholic addict to tend to put that towards staying sober. Yeah. Yeah. So, Know if they can put a little bit of the towards it. They have a pretty good chance. I mean, but it's pretty. It's pretty bad. Pretty pretty rough at times. Shit's really bad out there. <laughs> yeah, man. Shit is really bad yeah. out there. It just keeps getting worse. Like the stories that you hear. It's mm-hmm. awful. Like carfentanyl now. man car fentanyl? Fentanyl It's fifty times. Short. It's like elephant tranquilizer. Yeah, Holy fentanyl. Shit. Yeah,
1: dude. Car fentanyl. car fentanyl
2: Yeah, it's like the new new thing. So we had fentanyl. Now we have carfentanyl. Wait, hey, what's worse? <laughs> Uh, carfentanil is fifty times stronger. Fifty. So fifty times stronger. <laughs> I pu- I put it like this: the scary shit with the, with the heroin, especially, is that it's hit the middle class and it's hit like the white suburbs. Uh, mm-hmm. I went to school at like Alpharetta, ooh, uh, Alpharetta, whatever, fuck it, Alpharetta High School. Uh, and I, I we know who you are now. Uh, <laughs> we know I was, you. I was a weird kid in the corner. Uh, I went to sc- It's it's like a little, you know, like a wealthy area for the most part, especially for being a public school. Yeah, and a lot of the kids up there have fucking died since, um, they've, they've died. I didn't know them, but it's all like heroin and fentanyl. Like when I was, when I was in school in like 2012 ish, like heroin was pretty unknown up there. It was mostly known as being like a, you know, like a edgy area, like little five kind mm-hmm. of area, whatever, East Atlanta. Uh, it's It's gone up there now Because there's more money You can charge more for it But the scary thing with all this Is when I was doing it When I tried it That was probably At least a little bit of heroin That was probably You know Like maybe Maybe like if I was lucky Like 60-70% beer uh, Now things have gotten cheaper And you take you take heroin And you measure it in grams Or points You take fentanyl You measure it in one one thousandth Of a point point. So, it's such a small dose. So, if you accidentally scoop too much of that shit in there, you're much more likely to kill someone than if you accidentally scoop a little bit too much heroin in there. Oh, Because fentanyl is like 100 times stronger than heroin or some, some shit yeah, like that. That's isn't what that I, what killed yeah.
1: Mac Miller, right? Yeah, it's what killed Mac Miller and it's what killed little Pete.
2: Yeah, if I accidentally, oh, you, you get like the tiny, tiny, tiny little scooper. If you accidentally put too much in that, there you're probably going to kill someone. And the fucked up thing is these people wanted to kill people because that means it's some really good dope and you'll get a lot of people who want to get that. If if you're buying it's fucked up.
1: Okay, so Mac Miller died cuz he snorted cocaine that was laced with fentanyl. That's weird. So like if you're buying like you you would think that a high class celebrity like that would know what he's getting, you know? So yeah. like do you think that he knew he was getting cocaine laced with fentanyl?
2: No, absolutely not. Unless unless he was paying for unless he was trying to get like a combo thing, like a, like a fucking, like a burrito and a and soda or whatever, like try to get two <laughs> things in it or whatever. Um, two for one special. Yeah. Two for one special. Some people offer it. <laughs> that number
1: nine it's combo weird. at Taco Bell. <laughs>
2: uh, I, I, I don't know too much about how he died, but generally speaking, I firmly believe you pay, you get what you pay for. Um, mm-hmm. and someone of his, you know, status, I'm, that shocks me. That shocks me. I mean, you know, cocaine here, uh, fortunately I was, a, I had a testing kit and I had a guy who knew how to do an acetone wash. So I, I paid like a hundred dollars for like less than a gram, but you know, whatever it was good. Uh, something where the heroin, I paid a hundred dollars for like eight points. Um, at least, you know, I, I was sort of okay with the fact that, I, you know, I'm probably not going to die from this. If <laughs> no, you're probably not going <laughs> to die from this. There's a decent chance, but, yeah. you know, you get these stupid-ass high school kids, and I, I hate to call them, I should just call them ignorant. That's a better, you know, thing. You get these ignorant kids, man. They they want it cheap, and they get <laughs> stupid stuff. You know, I've, I've, I've learned the hard way. Uh, that shocks me that Mac Miller would have had an incident like that happen to him little peep had it coming he knew though yeah little peep was like on zans like hard was on everything under the sun that you like and dude zans percocets Oxycodone, whatever and you're washing that down with some jack and daniels dude like you're you're gonna it's gonna hit you hard i mean yeah that that's a combination at the bare minimum you're gonna black out pretty hard i mean that that was yeah, that's a hell of a combination.
1: And Peep's drug problem was was really it was it was out there. It was no secret that no. he was doing a lot of drugs. It was messed up. It was really sad.
2: Yeah, it was really really sad. I th- I think he just didn't think that there was a life worth living without it. Maybe I I don't know. I mean, it I, shows it, in his music yeah. too.
1: Like if you listen to his music, like it's like all drugs and like death in his music.
2: It's wild because I thought he sucked before. I knew about him, yeah. about all of it, and then I was like, "Oh, okay," because like the lyrics are really simple. It's all like really basic, cool, you know. From I, I've finesse. never actually heard the guy. Really? Yeah, no. I, it's I it's never. Depressing. Yeah, it's depressing.
1: I, I never listened to him <laughs> until after he died. Okay, and I can get down to some of his music. Like he's got some yeah. catchy stuff. Like I can kind of jam, but it's really depressing music.
2: Come over when you're sober. Part one was really good. Uh, mm-hmm. I haven't been able to yeah. vibe with part two cause they made it when he was dead. So mm. kind of hard to vibe with that, but come over when you're sober part one, that, that had some, some stuff on it. And I remember watching an interview with post Malone after it, like sometime after he died and post was, you know, some, some, I don't know. I don't even follow rap. I don't know how I get on these things, but, <laughs> uh, they were talking to him about like Xanax and shit like that. Cause now it's just so everyone here knows for fun, it's like $15 to buy a pill press and you can press whatever you want. <laughs> so fentanyl is cheap and Xanax is not. So you can mm. easily just press something. You can throw in some aspirin and hopefully get your fentanyl dose right and sell it as Xanax. Hopefully get your fentanyl dose. Yeah, right. hopefully, hopefully. I mean, it, it really, it. it truly is an epidemic right now. It truly is an epidemic, but you know, post was like, I, I'm so grateful that I don't do that shit anymore um, mm-hmm.
0: yeah well, I mean Mark Miller was always just hit like I think
2: uh, I mean I, I didn't really follow the guy either but I think,
0: um, there's like a couple of his quotes he was like yeah I mean I always want to feel like this I, I don't there's not a point in my life where I don't want to feel high or mm-hmm. um,
2: you know just elevated I guess but that's the part that's the part that I struggled sh- that I struggled with was why not feel this good just like steroids, right. why not be this strong you know like I, I was convinced for a while i was like i'm just gonna do this till i die that really was my plan there wasn't <laughs> a goodness. plan to stop or taper it was just i'm gonna try to manage as long as i can um and, and it's 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 tough it's tough for a lot of people out there who aren't willing to kind of accept that it's a problem i mean I, I put it like this the thing with addiction is so crazy that when i had surgery like on my on my hernia i i had to prep so hard for that because mm. you know i knew that i was going to be getting <coughs> some fentanyl um, I remember when you like did put surgery. dude. That shit felt. I the moment they put it in me, I knew it. they didn't even have to tell me. They put they put like a Valium in me before they brought me back to like calm my nerves. Like, dude, I'm fucking excited. You know, you're about to give me drugs. So <laughs> they put they put Valium in me, and they didn't tell me, but I knew it. And like I I could feel it. Valium. And immediately I got this feeling of dissatisfaction because I was like more, like I need more. I was like I'm gonna fight the fight the anesthesia as long as possible <laughs> and stay up as long as I could and then I woke up and I was in legitimate pain and I asked for some you know and said hey my my balls hurt really bad because they did and they because my hernia was like right on my like sperm nerve or whatever sperm nerve yeah <laughs> whatever <laughs> sorry Just, yeah so my my balls hurt really bad but they gave me uh, they gave me dilaudidin and then I was still in pain and I asked for more dilaudidin and then more and then uh they, you know, they were like, "We're not sending you home with any pain meds, just so you know, because you're fucking crazy." Because you know? <laughs> you're fucking crazy. So they threw it. The... I think that's the thing. What, oh my I, goodness. You know, I, th- I would have been okay, because um, you know, I, I take it very seriously. But the the mm-hmm. point is, if if you've got it, it's never gonna go away. It's never gonna go away. You know, I don't I don't know your dad, but I'm sure if he took a, a you know a shot right now, he'd probably get drunk. Probably probably get good and drunk, probably really fucking drunk, mm-hmm. which so, or or he would at least at the bare minimum want to and be dissatisfied until he did. Th- there was um, there was times where I guess that
0: my mom would just, you know, get on to him about it so much that he would try to quit. Or and sometimes he would just quit because, um, or he would just stop for like maybe a year or so. Mm-hmm. And you can see the change in mood and attitude as far as like the the want, the need to actually like drink and just yeah. Like you can see that. So
2: yeah, it's crazy, man. It's really it's really weird stuff. I mean, it's it's only for people who want it also who want to want to get clean and and all that stuff. That that's the thing, man. in the music stuff. If you're surrounded by it, why it's, it's difficult. It's very difficult. Uh, I just step away from music. I couldn't even touch the guitar for a while because I was so fucking scared. I so it's like, I haven't played mm-hmm. this thing sober in years. Um, this is weird. Now it's like, what was I thinking? What was I thinking? I'm much <laughs> better sober. I'm a god now that I'm sober. Should have pulled an Eric Clapton and, <laughs> and speedballed my way through 20 years. No, i no, not Eric Clapton. No, but no, no, you
1: are. No. <laughs> fortunately, not. You're Harrison Garcia.
3: Garcia, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Oh man. So
0: I don't want to go a little uh, off-topic or throw you a curveball, but I'm just curious. um, I wanted to ask you this: Do you think you think addiction is genetic or can be genetic? I've I've heard that a couple times. I'm just yeah.
2: I have a theory. This is my incredibly smart, sophisticated theory that I developed on my own. Uh, There's two types of people. There's people who are born with it, which. I grouped myself into that class because the first time I drank, I blacked out. I could not stop. Okay. Um, so I've never had one beer. I've never had one hit or one line or anything. Uh, mm-hmm. I've always used everything until I stopped or was forcibly stopped. Like I ran out or I was forcibly stopped. Uh, then there's people who develop it and I take like the college frat kid who goes off to college and he starts drinking and he's having fun and everything's fucking jolly and shit. Um, and that's cool and all, but... <laughs> over time you develop it and next thing you know he's like oh i've been drinking every night for a really long time maybe i shouldn't oh never mind and then he just keeps doing it i, I think genes definitely play a role in it but you can develop it and the hard drugs out there that you crack your heroin your math and shit um those are just going to turn you into one at a lot faster rate that that's mm-hmm. just that's just my theory that's the steroid of uh yeah drug addiction. oh yeah oh yeah yeah, it's a big three. It's uh-huh. a big three. So I I think that, yeah, that's my personal theory on it. And everyone in my family, pretty, it's all over my family. True. So, yeah. Well. Both. But once you got it, you can't stop. You're, you're, you're fucked.
1: Yeah, that's crazy, yeah. man. So it's just something that you really got to watch out for. Yeah. Just, like especially if you
2: want to have kids, right? Yeah. Like. Don't my kids drugs. are fucked <laughs> don't, don't, don't do drugs kids I think I think just again like with the steroids like why don't people should just talk about harm reduction Let's present things as they are just be honest about it and, and I think we can help a lot more people if they're not so afraid to talk about it I really do yeah so. That's just my thoughts on it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's what. That's why my recovery group is all, you know, fellow recovering alcoholics and addicts, because, uh, they're the only people who are going to be receptive to me talking about this kind of stuff. Yeah, of course. Yeah, everyone else would be like, "What's your problem? <laughs> <laughs> just stop." Like, oh, really? yeah it's like telling a depressed person not to be depressed right
3: right.
0: just stop being an addict stop being so just sad <laughs> just be happy and
2: you'll you'll, you'll just f- smile feel it you'll feel it go on a walk
0: Read <laughs> oh, an inspirational such... quote and get motivated go yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> follow uh, an instagram influencer <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Just god, on everything. Oh my god! Uh, oh, god, the worst. I always cringe when I see people post stuff online. They're like three months sober, and in my head, I'm like, mm. Mm. I, and maybe I'm just a cynical asshole. I think I've just seen too much, but uh I'm always like, eh, good luck, and I mean that, good luck, good just good luck. luck. I wish it was that easy. That I kind of- really do. That kind of reminds
1: me of, um, you know, Demi Lovato.
3: Yeah. yeah. Mm. On, like, all
1: her social media pages, she's like, oh, sober, blah, 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 sober this, sober that. And then, like, (laughs) was it, like, what, like, a couple months ago she, like, OD'd on heroin? Yeah. yeah.
2: Dude, anyone can get sober for a month or three months to get the heat off their back. And, I mean, I probably could have done that. I didn't want to, so I didn't. But... Anyone can get sober for a short period of time to get their wife to leave them alone and get their boss happy and shit like that if they really want to. But it's that long-term stuff because I don't know how to explain it. It's just... It's always there. And it'll make any excuse to do anything. So the moment the heat's good, right back to it. You always kind of tend to pick up right where you left off. Hmm... God, none of this stuff is original. So, so many people have just said this stuff to me and I'm just regurgitating. It. <laughs> but anyway, I well, can't take credit. Uh, yeah.
1: Well, I'm glad that you told us everything you did. because yeah. I know for, I, I mean, me personally, I, you, you've told me a, a lot of this stuff, mm-hmm. but, um, it's good to, you know, for yeah. good refresher. For yeah. Me. You know, yeah. a lot of the detailed shit too. Yeah. Yeah. I know a lot of the deeper, deeper details, yeah, super deep. Yeah. But, um, you know, for Daniel, you know, you know, it was his first time hearing all this stuff. And yeah, you know, I, I think it was this really is, good. Yeah, for this, both
0: of this us. is actually like I, I've worked in restaurants, so there's uh-huh. uh, I've seen some stuff too. i yeah. have um, never per- partaked in it, <laughs> but uh, actually talking to somebody who's uh, recovered is, is actually pretty. It uh, was pretty awesome. I, I really appreciate you um, opening up about that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, don't like, hesitate at times, but then again, I mean, the, the reality is like it melps one little person out there who yeah. Uh, that's all that matters. Um, it's, you know, we just need to be aware of it. You see all these celebrities and people are so shocked and it's like, no, it's everywhere. Right. It's everywhere, everywhere. So one final thing before
1: we, uh, end this podcast, um, you said you've been working on an album. Oh God. Um, <laughs> So since this podcast is going public, if you would want some free publicity for your album, you want to tell us a little bit about it?
2: It'll be, uh, Oh goodness. It's a, it is a death metal album. I've released one in the past that I wasn't happy with because the production was shit. Cause I didn't know what I was doing, but this is my first big boy project where I poured a ton of time, energy, money, heart and soul and lost a tremendous amount of sleep working on this thing. Uh, It's a five song album. It's 45 minutes. The songs are all, you know, relatively long. Uh, It's supposed to take you on a journey. Uh, It's inspired by the video games, Dark Souls, but uh, I went all out, paid an artist to do full designs for all social media sites. Um, Band's called Firelink. 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 Is is that how it's spelled? How it sounds? F-I-R-E-L-I-N-K. We'll put it on our, our Mm-hmm. website and social media yeah. too so people yeah can, give us a link to your fire yeah. link and i'll give that i'll give that stuff uh yeah when when it's ready which should be you know mid-march i, I haven't really done any promoting it yet because I, I like to have all the product but i want it all there at once i don't want to like do it right, out right. in sections but mm-hmm. it's exciting it's been a hell of an experience working with people in california new york uh and britain and denmark Oh to make wow! The That's crazy, nice. dude. It's been wild. Nice. It's been wild. Sweet. So, you want to uh, place a little sample? Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. It's okay, I don't think people we are gonna handle. <laughs> oh, it's all good. Man. I don't want to hurt anyone's ears, but it's, it's, it's you know it's good stuff. It's gonna be a lot of fun.
1: Cool. Well, I can't wait to hear it. You know, I'm always down to hear your it's original your projects. Too. It's original. nice
2: Yeah, vessel oh. of the
1: primordial serpent. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's fun. It's going to be, it's
1: going to be a lot of fun. Nice. But yeah. Can't wait. Can't wait until you get signed and make a lot of money and take me on
2: tour with you. Hey man, you, you can be, I need a second guitar player. You can, you can fill the role. Yeah. <laughs> You don't even have to play. I'll run a backing track. Wow. You'll run a nice. backing track through your amp, and you can just stand there. I'm just going to stand there like. Won't even be plugged in. <laughs> Won't even be
3: plugged in. Like the video games and
2: shit. Yeah. Yeah, like guitar here or some shit. Yeah, we'll do that. Let's just do that.
1: Oh, man. Oh, man. I'm just going to look it on stage for
2: you. Right. Because as of right now, if I were to play a live show, it would be me standing there next to my computer playing other four instruments. So, nice. Yeah. It'll be fun
1: cool man he's fucking brutal well i want to give a big thank you from me personally
0: of course dude thank you so much as well for taking yeah. the time out here and uh
1: just like i said opening up it was a uh, very uh educational
2: yeah thank you both yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we aim this is a lot of fun
1: we aim to educate I love and talking. just and you know talk about stuff to get people informed about certain things on this podcast so thank you very much
2: for that i'm happy to be this was fun
1: yeah yeah well thank you guys uh, and, you,
0: and all who are listening And you love coming our way uh, Pretty much this is the end So yeah I'm Daniel I'm Signing off
1: I'm Jose